Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast, the podcast for bench warmers. I'm your host, Neville Dunhu. Today I'll be talking to Tipperary hurler Michael Breen. He'll be telling me all about Tipperary season and looking forward to the All Ireland final between Cork and Limerick. Give it a listen, enjoy. Michael, how are you? Not too bad now, and yourself? Not too bad at all. I suppose, look, we'll go first into it. We'll go straight into it because uh, we'll start with what's happening with you lately because. You're involved uh, in a hurling camp in my former school, I believe. And uh, I suppose, first off, how did it come about and how long has it set up? Yeah, so um, so this year is the first of it. It's um, We're kind of trying to brand it as an elite development day for club teams um, is, between sorry, the ages of... This is in Cistercian Sor- College, Ross Gray. We never said that. Go ahead. Yeah, in, in the Cistercian College, Ross Gray, exactly, yeah. Um, but trying to brand at least kind of package for club teams between the ages of 13 and 17 and um, like you know they involve teams will come they'll play um, so one, one team will come like club team we'll be hoping for maybe 20-25 at least per per club to you know for, for um, to get the full benefit of the day but they come in the morning time um, start around 10 and they play a match in the morning and Mike Harding he's our player performance analysis uh, dude he does um was the GPS on all the, the players and he takes match, match footage in of um, they play a, a game just in the, the pitches outside. So once that's over, uh, Mike will go back and he'll um, he'll code all the, the video and um, break down the GPS data. Uh, while he's doing that, we take the guys then, uh, all the players, break them into three different groups. So we work on, we go on to the, the new um, hurling alleys they have there, which are astroturfed. So I, I take a group there. We work on high ball work and uh, different things that we might have picked up on the match. Uh, Brendan McHugh then, who'd be the director of sport in the distortion, would work on kind of tackling bits outside. Um, Paddy Redden would do, uh, take the goalies and work strictly with the goalies. And then we would one more group to go into the, the sports hall and work on speed mechanics with Paddy Quinlan, our SNC. So it's a full package. Um, after that, then they have a, a bite to eat and they go to Mike. Mike will break down all the, or show them all the, the breakdown of the footage and the GPS data. And, it, you know, they kind of like seeing um, the stuff like the top speed and what, what kind of distances they're covering because it's, it's their first introduction to it, really. Um, and then after that, they'll go, they'll play another match, try to work on the things that, that were highlighted in the, say, the, with, with Mike Harding in the, um, in the analysis. And after that, into the swimming pool for a bit of recovery and a bit of fun. So it's, um, it's kind of a full package and... As you know, the, the facilities in the distortion are top class. Um, they're actually trying to brand it as, you know, the next kind of, I suppose, carton house spec um, for, for club teams anyway. You know, that you can go and you can get everything done. You can, you know, you can stay, you can you can have your recovery, your training um, and a bit of fun as well, all in, in the one package. Well, I must say, that's a great idea. And it probably came probably... Years too late because I remember there a few years ago the school nearly closed and um but I remember then because like that's what the school should be used for because as you said the facilities facilities are excellent and tell us is this under 18s down and how long is it going is it going two or three years or what like but this is the first the first year of it really um we t- we tried to get it going in um in Easter but it was just you know with, with COVID and things it has presented problems um. And it's literally, look, it's to, you know, for, for any club team around the country that wants to come. And look, it, maybe in the, the current climate, it's not ideal bringing lads on a bus, but we have had um, a nice few teams in already. 
Um, but just trying to keep it safe for everyone at the main thing and, and get it up and running. You know, hopefully next year in, in Easter and, and next summer we'll kind of develop it a bit more if it's safe to do so. But yeah, the first year of it, the um, thing was like we, we put out enough advertising and um, got leaf listing up and, and a lot of video work and stuff kind of uh, promoting it. But, but like as soon as we had a team from from Care up and, and a team from Shinron the first week and as soon as they went back to their clubs and started talking about it, you know, interest started pouring in straight away. Um you know, from from close from club, close clubs to them areas, so um, it is really uh, yeah, it, it's as I said, it's it's something different. Um, it's you know the cool camp is is the, the core one that's out there at the minute, but this is you know offers them something a little bit more kind of that you get an inter county setup. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a great idea and a fair play to you. And I suppose um, it's great being a teacher, then I suppose uh, Michael, because you're a teacher in Clan Middle, are you? And um, I suppose this is kind of what you're side little project for the summers then is it that's it yeah yeah as you know <laughs> being a teacher you get a few months off there in the summer but um it's nice to to fill the time and kind of to i suppose to to, to bring hurling into it as well because like most of the time outside of school we're going to go into hurling personally anyway but yeah i'm teaching down in uh, the high school in clamell all boys school there very big school um and very well run good management um so like you know, really enjoying it down there. It's kind of, it's my first year back in kind of living in Tip again, really. Like I was in Cork for, for seven years up to up to last year when COVID came and I kind of moved back then. I was finished. Um, I had been teaching down in Christians and in Rochestown in Cork, but moved back home then and yeah, got a job in Tip and, you know, loving it. It it's just makes things easier with training as well. It's not, not traveling too far. Yeah. All right. You were in Christians. I didn't know that. So Hence, I suppose, why you're friendly enough with Seamus Heron. You're just speaking about being a teacher is um, I, just watching the Cork and Cork and Kilkenny game and what a game. I went extra time there at the weekend, the whole lot. Uh, how massive is it being a teacher or a job that gives you time off? Being Because the demands now in inter-county, be it hurling or get a football, is just massive. And I suppose, yeah, just tell us. Like, I was just thinking about Seamus Heron when he went through, what, 80 minutes of hurling or 90 minutes? And then I was saying to myself, thank God, that fellow doesn't have to get up and go into an office tomorrow, you know? Oh, sure. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be possible, like, because you think about it now, like, it's not it's not just the hours you're putting in on the pitch, like, you know, on a Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday, whatever it might be. It might be different for some counties, but, like, it's a lot more outside that. It's, you know, what you do on the pitch is your, your core work and your the core kind of the bulk of work with the group itself, but... Outside of that, then you have to be working on your own individual work, whether that's recovering hard, you know, to train hard, you have to recover harder. Um, you have to go to the gym then on your, I suppose, another two days a week to um, to maintain strength, to maintain, um, you know, if you have any rehab or prehab work to be doing. And, you know, it's a nine to five job really doesn't, you know, it's too kind of rigid for for the demands of inter-county GA um, in, in the current climate, like, because... You know, you look, you look through the, say, our own panel there and, you know, every second guy is either a teacher or a student. And, you know, that, that's, that's the way the game has gone. It's, it's semi-professional, um, essentially, without the, without the pay. But it's, um, you know, you're on professional kind of um, hours in what you put into the sport. Um, but look, it, it's great. It's great that we are at a level where, you know, where, where it's, um, it's, it's a full on, it's a full gig. Um, but... Yeah, it, it, you need a kind of career to go hand in hand with that. Yeah. 
And I suppose you've been involved with Tip really since day one. And um, I suppose you're only 27 now, I think, and uh, you've two All-Irelands in the bag now, so it's not bad, really. But um, like yeah, I suppose, yeah. tell us about your journey with Tip. Like, uh, you had Liam Sheedy this year, and I suppose you were under Michael Ryan. Like, um, yeah, I suppose just tell us about your Tip involvement, really, over the last few years. Yeah, like, I, I came in, I got um, got first called in uh, under Mick Ryan back in, it would have been October, I'd say, 2013. So um, I was, what, 18, 19, um, and we had, had a good run in the club championship, the club intermediate championship. We won the one day intermediate in tip, and we went on to the Munster club final against the All. And in that game, or in between the county final and the, the Munster final, I got I got the call off Mick to win with tip. But I broke my foot then. I broke a bone in my foot in the Munster club final. So that kind of that put me back a bit. You know, I was out for about three months with that. Um, so it brought me up to maybe that was November. So it brought me up to maybe February um, of the of the following year. So twenty fourteen. You know, the lads would have had done their pre-season and had a lot of league games under the belt. So I just, I kind of got back playing just as the league was starting. You kind of need to be, you know, you need to be starting in challenge games and 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 performing, that, you know, before the league starts to kind of have, to get a consistent start. But no, delighted to get the call in that year. Um, I suppose that was 2014. Good, good year to be involved because it got to the yeah. All-Ireland final. Um, Mick was a selector, but Eamon O'Shea was actually the manager that year. Um and Eamon did what 2014 and 15. We won the Munster in, in 2015. And then Mick came in as manager in 16. Obviously had a great year. Um and yeah, we had a it was a couple of bad well, if you like to call them bad years where we had no silver between you know 17 and 18. And then I suppose Liam came in for 2019 and you know he just changed the whole thing. He I suppose brought in a really good team around him, top class team, I'd say the best um backroom team you could you could ask for. Um, in terms of the personnel that was involved in, in SNC and nutrition and um, everybody supporting him then as well. But yeah. that's the type of guy Liam is. He, he, he's, he's a real, um, you know, he, his own personal job is uh, is very similar to that in that he'll be the best team around him and, and get, get the best guys in. But um, yeah, it, it worked in 2019 for us. Um, unfortunately, you know, last year and year before, quarterfinal stage being knocked out and... Um, we feel ourselves that we underperformed, but look, everything happens for a reason. Um, and what went wrong against Waterford, do you think? Because like, that was, you, everyone going on about Cork and Kenny, but I really enjoyed the tip Waterford game and the pace Waterford ran at you. I suppose in some ways they nearly played their final against you because I don't know, they came unstuck against Limerick. But um, like, do you think, I suppose, I don't want to be putting you on the spot, but do you think, Liam Sheedy might stay on for another year, or do you think, like, or maybe do you think it was time for to bring more youthful players through? You know, because a lot of the media outlets were saying that, that, like, you know, he went with some of the tried and tested, whereas this was the year maybe to blood younger guys. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. And, you know, I, I think when for, Liam first came in, rumor had it that there was going to be change, and that's. You know the the older guys, if you like, or the, what they're branded as, yeah. we're going to be, um, you know, we're going to be let go or whatever. But like those guys are stalwarts for the team, and um, there's no issue with fitness or speed. You know, the, look at you look at Cork. They had you know Hoggy inside full forward, 32 yeah. years of age, and he's flying it. Um, you know, T.J. Reid as well. Um, you, you these guys are 
top quality. We have these top quality guys in tip as well, but for some reason we don't get the same, you know, unless unless they're going out, you know, getting man of the matching games, they're not, they don't get the same, I suppose, uh, praise for some, whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe because they have been successful from, from 2010 up to, you know, up to, to so recently as, as 2019 in terms of winning all Ireland's and, and being on top of their game. Um, maybe they're there to be shot at and, and you know, the media for some reason likes to likes to invite the new the new challengers and the new team and want a new new name on top the whole time. But um yeah look in tip we're we're proud Hurling County and um whatever decisions will be made for next year will be for the benefit of the team. And I suppose it, it's still a bit fresh to for any calls we made. Um and I'm sure sure everybody's having a good um digest of what happened yeah. this year and last year and that law that law come into account. But um no doubt we'll have to you know the the best team and backroom team uh, in place again for next year. Whatever whatever personnel are, will be there. Yeah, what happens when you get knocked out of a championship? No, because I was I follow one or two of the Kilkenny lads, and I see they were uh, did a good old weekend, did a good old time after, and rightly so. Like when they lost to the Cork, uh, I suppose you just have a good week or whatever and enjoy it, and then you break up for a few weeks, and or what what happens? Yeah, well. I suppose you go for a good booze anyway the night the night you get knocked out and just drown the, drown the sorrows a bit yeah. and maybe the following day. But uh, yeah, like the, the, the tip with the North Tip County Board, um, they they fix games for the Wednesday after. So like we didn't have too long to kind of you know I suppose have a have a downtime as such. Yeah. We were literally out in in the, in the North uh, Club Championship against Killer One on the Wednesday. Um, so like. Yeah, I suppose when you do finish with, with tip, whenever that is, or finish your inter-county uh, championship, you go back with the club for a while, for a few weeks. And then it, whenever a club is done, then that's when you kind of get your 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 few weeks off or a month or two off. Um, right. And like in that time, you're not really off yourself because, you know, you're always going to be wanting to do a bit of gym work or, um, you know, working on some area that you felt you weren't at your best, yeah. you know, maybe the year previous. So. Um, whether that's you know as they're getting the gym work in, getting a bit fitter, you know, losing body fat, whatever it might be, um, that's what you might do in, in that you know the two months or the, the time you have off. You know, it's always nice to get a holiday into in a, a yeah, week of yeah. sun, um, and then I suppose you're back into your preseason with the group. And was it always hurling for you, uh, Michael? Because I see you went to school, I think in Castle Troy, and um, don't they play a bit of rugby as well? And I see Ballina is, or how do I pronounce your club name? There. They're right yeah, beside Ballina, 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 right. sorry, and they're right. I was looking at it there, like you're right on the border there. You're not far from Killaloo, and just some big rugby players came out of Killaloo. And uh, so, yeah, like, did you play other sports or other interests when you were younger? I suppose. Yeah, like, um, so when I was younger, like, obviously with the club, you play hurling and football. That's a yeah. given up up as as far as you can. Um, but uh, I suppose when when. I went to school in Killaloo to, to start out um, up to for the first five years. And then I repeated, um, I didn't do transition or I repeated my leave certain in, in Castle Troy. Oh, sorry. But well, you, I, you, you can blame Wikipedia for that. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. well, it is, it's somewhat correct. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd have, I always played soccer then in the off season when I was younger. Um, so I kind of kept soccer up to maybe, I think the, the team here went to maybe 16s or around that and there was no senior team. So, we would have stopped then. But uh tried my hand at everything really, yeah. Soccer, yeah. rugby, hurling, Gaelic football. Um and when I went into Castle Troy, they kind of that was mainly to to play Hearty Cup. Um, but 
they asked me will I play the senior cup rugby but I look in fairness I went to the school they got me in there because you know to play in Ireland and um, really enjoyed it because that was Harty Cup and it was a good standard um, I would have played with some of the, the, the current Limerick guys that are playing um, on, on the senior team there at the minute yeah. so like yeah it, it was nice to have I suppose a senior cup rugby team and a Harty Cup team in the school because you know the them schools senior cup kind of does come first um, in, in those big schools um, and so it's always about trying to find that um bit of respect for the hurling and, and push it on and get a bit, bit of success going but um, yeah well, try my hand at everything really well that's one thing I'll say as well is that like I suppose the reason I went to Rasquet I did one year in the on CBS and it was all hurling hurling and I went to Rasquet because I wanted to play rugby but if you look at the trend now you look at Christians rugby school very good didn't they win the hearty there a few years ago look at Art School Reach, uh, traditionally rugby they're good at hurling you're doing your bit in Rasquet now with the hurling is, isn't it great to see that like that that you know it doesn't schools don't just have to be one code you know you can give the the students the choice absolutely absolutely you can and look once the right management and once the right coaches are in place it's very achievable to to be successful at that too because you know people do talk about player burnout but it's just the fact that you're not recovering and you're not balancing your training load right that you just you know that's where that comes from but um I said, like, it worked for us. We had a couple of guys. Um, when I was in Castletroy, I would have played both codes, but um, very, like, it was, it was only a few guys. Like, you wouldn't, you couldn't have the same guys doing both, you know, playing at a high level of rugby and hurling. Now, when I, when I was in, in Cork, you know, it was different. There was, you know, there was enough players. People went to the school for sport. So there was a, you know, a full panel of rugby players and there was a full panel of hard to cup hurlers. There wasn't any crossover. So, um, you know, that was balanced well, but, you know, I suppose the, the artillery was there for that. Yeah. I suppose, how long, how long do you hope to keep playing then, I suppose, Michael? Because uh, we saw Joe Canning there, he retired there a few weeks ago. Uh, you've been playing it a long time now, look, don't get me wrong, you're still only 27, you're not Joe Canning's age yet, yet like, but I suppose, what's next like, you know, uh, wh- how long would you see yourself going? Yeah, sure. That's that's the golden question, and like I think you have to look at it in, in terms of how you feel, how the body feels. Um, like I've, I always like to think myself that I'm, you know, try to keep in good shape anyway, and you know, even in the off season, you'd be trying to keep that keep that way rather than let yourself go and have a mountain to climb when you start into preseason. But look, once the injuries are kept at bay, and I suppose yeah, you're you're doing your mobility and you know, keeping the recovery up, then. The longevity comes with that. Um, like you look at Paddy Mar, he's probably in the best nick he's he's ever been in. Um, you know, and he's the 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 higher side of thirty. But like he he's a type of guy that will keep going till till the body says no. Um, yeah. you know that's I suppose it, it's all mental really. You know, some lads maybe retire because they just you know they they become tired of it and it's just you know too much for them and they've been on the road a long time, but. Look, if, if you're enjoying it and the body's right, why stop? Um, if you have your speed and you have your fitness, like you're, I think we, coupled with a bit of experience, then you're you're always always be a valuable asset. Um, I suppose you were watch, you were watching both semi-finals at the weekend. I suppose we'll start with the Cork one, seeing as I'm a Cork man. Um, great game of hurling, like and the way it went extra time and the way Kilkenny the never said die attitude. Like, just give us give us your thoughts on it. Yeah, it was a serious game. Serious. Um, I watched it here at home. Uh, my father's actually from Cork, so right. um, he'd have a, there'd be a bit of bias in our house towards towards the Cork. But um, 
yeah, like I thought, you know, by by Cork running at, at Kilkenny, they pose problems, but like Kilkenny just have this ability to, you know, to I suppose to to work to work it out, and uh, no matter what challenge they're presented with and what 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 opposition they're facing, they'll just work it out, and they they work hard to do that. Um, like even coming towards the end of the game when when Cork were a couple of points up, you just knew that this wasn't over, like that there was something something to come. And I was very surprised that Hoggy actually missed that that sixty five then because that, yeah. that probably sealed the victory. And you know it probably would have put doubt in the Kilkenny mind as well. But um, you know when there were still three points in it, you're thinking you know that there's there's something going to happen here. And we saw that with with long delivery from Owen Murphy um, and with. Uh, Paraguay picking it up and just darting the ball straight into to, to Mullen there. It was a serious finish as well and very exciting game. But um, look, Cork just had that. Um, so they, they had the spring from the bench, which they probably wouldn't have had in, in previous years. Uh, Cadigan, Kingston, even Declan Dalton, you know, all contributing. And, and that's that's the way the game has gone, that your, your yeah. finishers are nearly, your finishing team is nearly stronger than your starting team um, these days. Like, and that's, I think that's what teams are, are aiming for with, with the four quarters as well, that, you know that they see how the game is going and keep, I suppose keep keep a couple of quality guys uh, in reserve to to spring and really, you know, to get to get their full get the full energy and get the when when the game's in the mental pot to to make the difference. Um, and and Cork got it spot on, like they finished that game comfortably in extra time. And you just wonder why why couldn't it be that way in in normal time? Um, but I suppose it did take that bit of time just to break Kilkenny down because they're they're robust and they're 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 a bit arrogant too. Yeah. Um. Would you start? Would you start another? Would you start Shane Kingston the next day, or would you keep him on the bench? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I obviously love him. He's good enough to be starting, and yeah. he's I've played in college with him, and I know the type of guy he is as well. That he's just quality. He is. Yeah. Like when you have that speed and you have that accuracy, you know, why wouldn't you want him on your team? But as I say, the way is, the game is gone, when the game is in the melting pot the next day, you want something to kick at a certain time in the game you know if a key moment happens for the opposition and you want to bounce back that bringing on the likes of Shane Kingston Cadigan um, you know they just they would make a, an impact and, and look that, that's exactly what they did and I think that's why Cork won because they had that that impact to come in What do you think of the water breaks? Do you think they should scrap them eventually? Because like or do you think they're here to stay because I see Michael Dygden isn't a fan of them at all like you know Oh, he's uh, yeah, he's he's attacking Limerick with the whiteboard there a lot. I see, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like maybe they should be, maybe they should be gone. I suppose it's grand while COVID is around, but like it does stop the flow of a game. If you're if you're on top, it can like stop your flow. You know, it disrupted Waterford. Like, can just, oh, it did. It did. Yeah. Um, like they were they were hitting hitting Limerick very hard, but you just knew that. Was that sustainable? You were kind of asking the question: Was that sustainable to keep that level of intensity up throughout? And I think Limerick just, you know, just weathered that storm that that water brang, and they're so loyal to their system that you know they keep doing the right thing and keep giving the ball to the man in the best position. And it, it's actually it's quite it's 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 admirable to to watch in a good trade in a team that they'll always play to the man who's in the best position and they'll stick to their system and trust the process. Um, and that's massive, like. Um, yeah. But as as for the water breaks, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd like to see him gone, um, and just have two 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 normal halves. But um, yeah, I suppose why COVID's here that they, they're here to stay as well. I suppose um, you're more qualified than anyone to tell us how much of a chance Cork have in the final. 
because I remember it was the Munster final. He played Limerick and he threw absolutely everything at him, and they still came back. Like you know, just like I think, like I was saying to lads here, like we, I think we won the under twenties there during the week, and we won the minor last year, and like it looks like the good times are coming back for Cork Ireland. But I just don't think it'll be there in two weeks' time. Like, just tell us, the, I suppose, the challenge Limerick posed for Cork. Yeah, like, it, it, it is a big challenge. Um, and I suppose the one thing about the, the Munster Championship game, the, the clash in Turles uh, between Cork and Limerick, that, you know, Cork have that kind of, I suppose, that underdog bite with them now as well. They have that kind of, that they've bottled that feeling of loss um, already against this team. So, Look, they'll, they'll be learning from them mistakes. Um, as I said, Limerick, did, they will just keep playing to that process. No matter who who starts or who finishes, like the team, that team will play to the system that they, you know, that, that I suppose that gives them the most joy. Um, and it, even if someone gets injured and comes out, the, ne- the next man in, the, the sub that steps in, they play the same way and they play for the team. Um, now, with Cork, I'd like to see them, you know, really go at it, really start, you know, start strong. Um, bring, bring play to their strengths as well. Like if they can start running at Limerick, um, I think they'll pose big problems. But um, yeah, like the the county's on a high. It's great to see. Um, you know, I, I live with a, a Cork guy in down in Turles as well, and you know he's kind of he he's on a buzz, and I'm, I'm sure the whole county's on a buzz. You know, when you have, when you see that success of minors, twenties, and and seniors all doing very well, um, it does it does lift the whole county and. And that's a, a couple of percent in itself to, you know, that, okay, there, there's something exciting happening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it should be it should be a great final. Call it, Michael. Who's going to win it? Oh, Jesus. Uh, you'd have to say Limerick under, I suppose, just, just the, the, the power that they, they have. But if Cork can, can, can play their strengths that they, they brought against Kilkenny um, for longer periods, I think... You know they 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 could cause an upset. Um, I think it'll be a very tight one. Two two similar teams. Um, but uh, it's it's whoever, it's whoever is most disciplined and 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 trust the process and and sticks to, I suppose to, sticks to to playing for the team for the seventy yeah. plus minutes. That's that's the team that's going to win it. Who would you play with in the Hearty you now? And did you you played Fitzgibbon as well? Did you did you play with many of the lads in the Limerick and the Cork team on that? Or? Yeah, I would have like in school. I would have played with Tom Morrissey, um, and Barry Nash, and a couple of other guys that would have been on the panel. Like Dan Dan Morrissey, as well was he was actually a year ahead of us, so he he would have just came in helping, um, kind of doing hurlies and that. He came back yeah. to help out. But uh, in Cork, then sure, I would have I would have been playing with um, Co- like Coleman, uh, Kingston, Fitzgibbon, um, Colin Spillane, um, Sean O'Donoghue. I'm probably going to leave out a few guys here because I played with them, with the majority of them, um, and you know Harney as well. I would have played my first year in college would have been his last year, yeah. Um, and we would have played the county championship together. So um, yeah, I would, have, I would have known him since then, and you know all top class blokes, um, and you know very very sound fellas. Uh, and I suppose finally, uh, where do you think the game of hurling is at the moment? You know because we've seen great hurling at the moment. Do you think? Like when you compare that to football, how like football, I think needs serious examination, you know. But like Hurling's definitely a good place at the moment. When you, I know Limerick might be a bit better than everyone else, but it's pretty even keel at the moment, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is, and like you know yourself, that literally every year, like there, 
there's you know five or six teams that have a great chance of winning it. And um, you know, t- things go wrong for some teams in some years, and it might be small things, but that's the difference. Like everybody is at such a consistent level um, and a high level, and the majority of teams are doing the same thing in terms of you know their whole, I suppose their prep and the, the way they set up. Like next year again, whoever wins this final, whether it's Cork or Limerick, you know, every other team is going to be setting up to to play like that team or counteract that that team or you know they'll be they'll be they have an X in their back and every team will be striving to to beat them. But um, yeah, it's it's in a good place. It's in an exciting place. Um, it would be lovely to have a few more fans at games to be able to go enjoy these these yeah. days and these games. But um, look, such are the times that we we're in right at the moment. I suppose we better give a mention to your club then, Banana. How are you senior now or how are you doing, uh, Michael? Yeah, we're um we're senior B, say. Um in, in tip we the senior A will be the Dan Breen championship and the senior B will be the Seamus Arene. So um, you know, we've as you know, we, we a lot of senior teams in Tipperary, probably too many. Um yeah. but our championship is is taken off at the, the end of this month. Uh, we're playing Gurton in the first game, and we've also got Killing All. And um, Sean Tracy's in the in our group. So, like, look, as I said, every team is is fairly similar because of the senior A, senior B, um, and you you earn your right to go forward in it. Um, so, look, we'll be aiming to, to firstly get a win in the first game, um, but to to get out our group and, and drive on from from last year. You know, last year was dis- disappointing enough. We we uh, we came third in the group when the top two go through. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely looking to get out of the group this year and kick on, um, because we we're a young side, um, we're a very young team. We've we've serious guys coming through that have been been successful at minor under twenty one, um, so it's it's you know it's kind of a matter of time before we kick on. But uh, it just has to, it's a matter of doing it now. Yeah. Uh, finally, I do this with all my guests: uh, sixty second questions, where I throw questions at you and you have to think on the spot. Right. So here we go, Michael. Um, Favourite thing to do on your day off? Go to the beach. Favourite nice. <laughs> film? Um, Jesus. I'd say Austin Powers. Right. Uh, what is something you've never tried but want to? Um, never done skydiving now. That's, that's something I'd like to do. Best book you've ever read? Um, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Brilliant book. What's, what's your weakness? Um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to think I don't have any, but I definitely have loads. Um, Jesus. Famous ticket. I'd say, I'd say chocolate. My, yeah. my weakness. Uh, tea or coffee? <laughs> Uh, coffee. Favourite holiday? Uh, Dubai. Win the World Cup or win the Masters? Win the World Cup. How often do you do your dirty laundry? Uh, once a week. Um, who would play you in a movie? Jesus. Uh, say, what redheads are up there? Michael Fassbender. Uh, leg day or chest day? Uh, oh, chest day. And finally, Westlife or boys one? Westlife. All right. Oh, Thanks a minute for that, Michael. Michael, 
Look, good luck with the, the hurling camp, and uh, I suppose best of luck again next year with it, but not too much luck if it's to be at the expensive Cork. But uh, no, thanks a million for that, and uh, I'll definitely be following you anyway. Cheers, Neville. Thanks a million for that. Thanks again to Tipperary hurler Michael Breen. I tell you, we're very lucky in this country to have such big superstars and inter-county players that are easy accessible and always nice to interview and Michael's another one to add to that list and uh, make sure to tune in again next week where I'll be interviewing someone else from the world of sport maybe you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcast uh, until next time I'm Neville Dunhu thanks for listening I'm out of here